12.01 on this, what is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. That's right. How's everybody doing on this Wednesday morning? Let's find out. Give me a call, 877-337-6666. You heard the music. It's different than most days. It means we are going for five hours. I got you to the warm-up show at 5 a.m., me and you. Alex still on the other side, but Fleeks is here. And we got you for five hours, 877-337-6666. And I knew it would happen. I knew it would. I'm not surprised. We all got into it. We know what it is. It's Tommy DeVito. It's Tommy Cutlets. It's the agent all over the place on McAfee, on with the morning show, all over the place. The Tommy DeVito story. And we couldn't help ourselves, could we? I tried. I got involved in the hype last night when I opened the show, being the first voice here on the station after the Giant Post game, following that great win against the Packers. I got all hyped up in the Tommy DeVito story. I saw the the tailgating the family did. I saw them all huddled around uh, Mike uh, uh, Sean O'Hara. I in the post game on TV. I saw it. I saw Victor Cruz there celebrating. I saw it, and I got pumped. And I saw Tommy DeVito win the football game and go down the field with a minute and thirty three seconds left and two timeouts. I saw it, and I was pumped about it. And I'm pumped about the idea that they can go into New Orleans and win a football game and continue this story. But I also recognized what we're looking at. And what we're looking at despite excellent play in last night's game. Or now Monday night's game. And despite the fact they've won three games in a row. They scored 10 points against the Patriots. They always beat Washington. And I thought the Packers were awful in the game last night. Awful. And that doesn't matter because DeVito was everything you could have wanted him to be. We talked about it. Zero sacks. Zero picks. Touchdown pass. Drove the team down the field. Overcame mistakes. Did everything you wanted to do. Ripped that son bitch. And that's what he did with 90 seconds left. To win a football game and set up a field goal. But we can't leave it there, can we? No, we can't. We have to milk every last bit out of this thing. And we got to project project what it means and talk about what it means for the future of the Giants. And all day long, everywhere, we can't just enjoy it in the moment. I tried to last night without getting too much into it. I tried to just say, this is freaking awesome. I didn't see this coming. I was three games into hoping the Giants would lose as a Giant fan. And there's nothing worse than that. And that's over now. And we can and Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants and what now Brian Dable looks like again. We we rejuvenated. And I don't have to focus on the idea of, of where they should draft. We're past that. I might still whether or not I still want the quarterback. And guess what? I do. But no matter what, it's over. Now it's about going to win football games and the fun and the excitement this kid in particular has obviously injected into this giant team. Is, is hard to fathom. Nobody saw this coming from an undrafted local kid 
that is kind of it's kind of been you know a little bit of a side and pony show with the with the hand with his parents with the chicken cutlets right and we're not focused on the football until and that's why I said Monday night was different. Monday night was different than Washington. Certainly Monday night was different than not being able to throw the football, or should I say, not allowed to throw the football against the Jets. Obviously, it was different than that. Obviously, it was different than getting creamed by the Cowboys despite a last drive of the game and going down and scoring a touchdown. It was obviously different than that. It was even different than Washington. It was different than scoring 10 points against New England. That was a game where he obviously showed improvement in some of the major parts of his game, right? He didn't get sacked, which was a major problem. The offensive line's been getting healthier. The offensive line's been better with some of the additions they made throughout the weeks. It's been better. It's trending better. And the sack numbers were still ridiculously high for this young kid. And it was because he was holding on to the football. We all knew it. And so what does he do? He he eliminates that, and he tucks it and runs, and he's making tough runs. He's putting his shoulder into people. He's throwing touchdown passes in a play that I saw Baldinger review, and he's 100% right. He he, It's a beautiful play. That touchdown to Hodgins in, in the in the back of the end zone. He reads the his, his first route is in there. He reads the field. He avoids the rush to continue the play and then throws a dime in the corner of the end zone. It is a perfect quarterback play. DeVito was brilliant in the game, and that's why it's different. It's different because the first few weeks, despite the winning, it was the story. It was the the hands. It was the chicken cutlets. It was the father. Now it's the agent before even before the game was played. It's all this stuff. It's the story. It's not the football. But then when you add the football to it, when you actually see a winning performance and drive down the field 90 seconds and win the game, well, now it's something different. Now it's we have visions of what he could be for this team. And we're all disappointed in Daniel Jones and the injuries. And we've been focused on drafting a quarterback. Why? We've been focused on the wrong thing. We had it in front of our face the whole time. Tommy DeVito is the future for the New York Giants. We can't help ourselves. It's not going to happen. Like, can't you see that? I like this kid. I do. And I'm, oh, I shouldn't say it's not going to happen, but it's not going to happen. I'm open to it. I'm hoping it does. What the hell? Why not? I love great stories and I like great quarterback play. Do you know why? Because great quarterback play wins you games. Great quarterback play sustains winning over multiple years. We're all crying. Oh, the, the, the Chiefs just aren't the same. They don't have the offensive weapons. They don't, they're winning their division and we all know it. You know why? Because they have Patrick Mahomes, and they can have nobody at wide receiver. They might not be a dominant force as they've been, but they're going to be a winning football team because that's what great quarterbacks do. And if you think that a couple of games where he's played relatively well is going to somehow change the, the idea of what the Giants did with the either drafting at the top of the draft or giving a major contract to Daniel Jones, now all of a sudden he's better than Daniel Jones. And I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones guy. Two years ago I was clamoring the trade for Russell Wilson because I was done with Daniel Jones. This year I'm, I'm hoping they lose games so they can draft another quarterback besides Daniel Jones. So take it from someone who doesn't even think Daniel Jones is the guy. But we all around here had Daniel Jones on a pedestal. I mean, at the beginning of the year, he's better than Dak Prescott, who's now going in, the, who's uh, favorite for the MVP. 
He's better than Dak Prescott. He's better than this one. He's a top 10 quarterback. Oh, you think that contract's high? Wait a few years when other people get paid. You're going to be thanking your lucky stars you signed him to such a great deal. Daniel Jones this, Daniel Jones that. What a great player Daniel Jones is. Worthy of the contract. You'll figure Saquon Barkley out later. Saquon Barkley can always get the tag. You got to get your quarterback. And the Giants have one. Virtuoso perform performance in the playoffs. He goes out last game of the year against the Colts, absolutely dominates. Goes into a 13-win, what maybe the worst 13-win team we've ever seen. I don't care. A 13-win Minnesota team on the road and puts together a brilliant performance to win a playoff game. Earns this big contract. But, Don, but you know, Tommy DeVito with a, a funny agent and chicken cutlets and a nice little story here is somehow already better because he beat the Green Bay Packers on a night where their quarterback couldn't throw the football. We can't just enjoy things around here. Everything's always got to be, well, what is it? You know, we're, we're looking at 10 steps ahead. Can we take the first couple steps? Because to me, honestly, this was step one. He played fairly well against Washington. They're awful. Like, let me ask you a question. Howell, is everyone convinced Sam Howell's the guy in Washington? Sam Howell's won some games. Howell's, at one point, he led the NFL in passing yards. Would anybody be surprised if they drafted a quarterback? You think the people in Washington are clamoring? Why? Because he doesn't like chicken cutlets and live with his mother. But look what he's done in the NFL. But nobody would be shocked. And that kid was drafted. That kid played for North Carolina. But nobody's out making him the next great star for the Washington Commanders. They have the same record. Like, let's just slow it down. It drives me nuts because I want to enjoy it. Like, that's what this is about, right? That's what, for me, this is what it's about. I want to enjoy it. I don't want to do this, man. Believe it or not, I know it sounds like I'm raining on the DeVito parade. I don't want to be. You guys are forcing me to. I don't want to. I want to enjoy this. I want to get behind this. I want to quietly hope that, that DeVito could be something special. I don't want to go out there and, and scream it from the rooftop like we already know it's the truth. And let's be honest. Let's be totally honest. If they score six points against New Orleans, it all comes crashing down. We're not going to, no one's going to take it past that. If he gets beat up in New Orleans and they lose 35 to three, that's the end of the story. No one's going to say, hey, one bad game. I still have, but DeVito is still the man. That It's going to be the end of it. And that's not his fault. And maybe that would be wrong too. And I'll come on here the next day going, you guys got some nerve saying the DeVito thing is over. He had one bad game. We can't just, you can't, you can't just enjoy the, the little things. And right now, it's a little thing. It's a little thing from dead to undead. And I want to enjoy that. I want to, I want to hold on to it. I want to have all week talking about how the New York Giants, and yeah, the fun story of DeVito, but not just him, the New York Giants, the New York Giants are alive. The New York Giants are going to go play a game in New Orleans against the team they can beat. Partially because of how well the quarterback has played, but they can win this game and continue the idea of making something special happen. And then you know what? 
Go play the team you absolutely hate, the team that's owned you, and try to put a hurt on their chances of winning this division and staying alive. And then that game is a monstrous game we all get pumped up for. I want to be pumped up for this season. That's all I want. It's almost like we've 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 limited our hopes and dreams as Giant fans so much that hell going into the year I didn't expect them to be a great team. I didn't. I thought a step back was possible. The the so many things went right last year. The 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 schedule was obviously getting tougher. I just wanted a season. I wanted a season, and so I was bummed at two and eight, and I wanted to burn it to the ground, and I wanted to lose to get the quarterback. But they're back, and at least I have some fun. And at least I'm getting pumped up for games in December. They have a winnable game that helps get them right back in the thick of things. They've already kind of done that. I want to continue that. I don't want to figure out who the quarterback is next year. Because we all know if Daniel Jones is healthy, he's the quarterback. Could that change if Daniel Jones doesn't play well or never gets healthy? Or, I don't know, they make a miraculous run? I'm open to the idea. If they're playing in the NFC Championship game with DeVito, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. They've won three games in a row. After they were after they were two and eight against three teams that are under five hundred. And honestly, Love couldn't throw the football Monday night. Like, let's just can we just focus on the idea that the Giants are playing well and that this season, once thought dead, is now is no longer. And that big mouths like me can put away the tanking thought and we can stop talking about drafting and we can stop talking about, you know, Drake May or whomever else. It's, it's all over. It's all over. We're back. The Giants are back. The story of DeVito is excellent. I want the commercials with Danny DeVito and Jersey Mike's. It makes too much sense. A caller called me and said, I don't, who cares outside of New York? I was just talking to Shep who works for the network. He's like, DeVito's the story on that show is, is the national story too. He's on McAfee. Go make a commercial. Make the most of this. I love it. But, like, we, we're calling him a star. After one good year in a playoff win, we had Daniel Jones as the superstar. Now DeVito's the superstar. Imagine who's the superstar in three weeks. Who knows? It could be anyone. I'm watching highlights now. Joe Flacco's resurrected his career. He's a stud right now. I mean, it, it, there is no end. There is no bound. It is boundless what you can do in one week of football and how the narratives can change so quickly. Let's just enjoy this and not spend the rest of our weeks trying to figure out what's going to happen next year because I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I'll tell you this. Barring some really crazy, unforeseen thing, the guy they gave $40 million a year to is going to start over the undrafted free agent. It's a story of time. Unless something crazy happens, and I'm sorry, one in one really nice win is not anything crazy. 877-337-6666. So I, I don't want to rain on the parade. I want to continue the parade. But I just I, I wanna I want to enjoy the parade while it's happening. I wanna I don't want to be the kid who's looking for mom and dad. Maybe they're at the end of the parade. I just want to be the kid waving everybody. Hello. I want, to, I want to look at the people on my left, on my right, walk the parade, peacock in my sexy little uniform. My, I used to, I, my favorite one was the yellow. We had these neon yellow ones when I was a kid. I loved them with the big neon yellow socks. I always wanted to wear the old green uh, Oakland A's uniforms with the yellow and the green. But that's what I want to be. I want to be the little chubby kid 
walk in the parade in my my little yellow uniform that I love, waving to everybody right in front of me instead of worrying about who's two miles down the road. Let me just be the content fat kid. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. 877-337-6666. Your calls. We'll also get into some baseball, obviously. Yamamoto. It seems like everybody thinks he wants to be a Dodger now that that ridiculous contract, which you got to get into about Shohei Otani, suddenly, well, that's it. He's a Dodger. I'll tell you why that's not the case. Juan Soto introduced via Zoom. Why? We'll get to that. And some of the comments he made that everybody thinks is indicating why he won't be a Yankee moving forward, and I think the exact opposite. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. So don't get me wrong, it might sound like I'm raining on the DeVito parade, but that's just because I'm screaming and I'm... Not going as high as others, but I'm not. I'm not raining on the DeVito parade. I'm embracing it without worrying about where it's going to get me. Like, let's live in the here and now. We don't have to focus on the future all the time. Because, honestly, it's impossible to say. It's impossible to say. Like, if if you're not being open, like, if you don't, like, honestly say to yourself, it's a handful of games. I felt this way. We all felt... Daniel Jones won games too. Daniel Jones took the team to the playoffs. Daniel Jones won a playoff game. I, I would think right now if DeVito won a playoff game, this 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 place would go nuts and he'd be the greatest quarterback ever. Jones won one last year, and now we're he's better than Jones. Okay. All right. Fine. I, I, you think what you think. I don't know how we could say that or how you think the Giants could feel that way. And then the other thing is, like for me, if Dable is able to get this, and I said this in yesterday's show, and this is why he has a job, is quarterback development with Josh Allen, and he looks like he's been brought back to life with what he's been able to do with DeVito and the the winning, the the games they're winning and the way he's playing. And I think part of it is that it is this kid out of nowhere and his ability to get this kid playing like this and winning football games has rejuvenated the coach. And part of me wants to know, and not to knock Tommy DeVito again, there's a reason he's undrafted. It doesn't mean he can't be great. There's a reason Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. He's playing pretty damn good, I would say. So by no means am I saying this is impossible. You don't, I mean, I'm, I just think it's a silly conversation. There's no way of knowing, and I don't think it's been enough where the Giants would make that decision. But it's not impossible. It's possible. It's possible DeVito becomes something special. It's possible. But isn't it more like, like wouldn't you want to see this coach who developed Josh Allen, who's now turned DeVito into this, what if he got a top-level young quarterback? What if they were able to get Drake May? What if they were able to get their hands on a, a full-fledged, excellent, young, talented kid who's who's won major college football games and has had a much better you know college career and has shown more ability and better arm strength and all the things that get you drafted. Wouldn't you want to see what Gable could do with someone like that? Yeah, everything's a crapshoot. And the, and whoever they draft might not have it all uh, in in the ability to, to play in the NFL, whether it's the ability to read defenses, whether it's the ability to play under pressure. And it looks like DeVito's got a, a bunch of that stuff. So I get all that. But, I mean, it's it's a... It's a it's a it's a conversation at least, but we're moving 
way too fast. Way too fast. 877-337-6666. Matt in Long Island. What's up, Matt? Hey, Chris. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Listen, I 100% agree with you. You're not right in the parade. I mean, you got to take it time by time. It's not an overnight thing. And I think yesterday at three steps, the training wheel, I think the training wheel fell off. With That's... people playing good against the Packers, game-winning drive. I mean, this is the first step. Step number two, you go down New Orleans in a tough environment, place the Giants having a success. Yep. And you go win a game against that tough defense. I mean, that's not going to be easy for him. No. I just want to make another point here. I think we also, people are, I don't know, I don't think it's true. I'm sorry. You got to give the Giants defense some credit here. I mean, the Giants offense puts them in bad situations. A cave on fumble, Deontay Banks, those are two stars right there. They're bailing out the team. I think they're top six in turnovers, about like plus four. Yeah. This defense is good too, but. You're right. You're not reading the parade. 100%. You got to see more. Yeah, I mean, that's just like, like, can we just see more before we make long-term decisions on the Giants' future with this kid? That's all. But you're right. Yeah, I And I I agree with that. To me, this was the first step. I know that that he won three in a row. I get it. This was the first game where I felt like he was – I mean, he played well against Washington. They got – and to speak to your point about defense, they scored 10 points against the Patriots, all 10 off of of the turnovers. A touchdown and field goal off turnovers and short fields. So they did hardly anything offensively against the Patriots. Hardly anything. This was the first game where you felt this kid won the football game. This kid was the the major difference in winning the football game. He outplayed Love without question. Love, I thought, had a terrible night. The ball came out of his hand terribly. It wasn't even just bad mistakes. He looked like he wasn't capable of throwing it. He had an awful night. And this kid played better, and this kid was the driving force behind a win. And for me, it's the first one. And I'm, I love Ori. I love it. I love his family. I love the look of the agent. I, I love everything about it. I'm on board. I'm ready to ride the DeVito train. I'm on board. But, like, let's. I, I bought this. It's an open-ended ticket. I didn't buy this to any particular destination. Nor am I expecting it to take me anywhere. I'm gonna ride it until I feel like it's time to get off. And maybe that's all the way to Can and maybe that's all the way to Canton, Ohio. I have no idea. Or maybe it's another two weeks. I don't know. But I'd rather enjoy it than try and I'd rather enjoy the journey than try and argue about what the destination is over and over and over again. Like it's just silly. It's just silly because it's not enough. It's not enough. A couple of good plays. Like, let's be totally honest. Zach Wilson played better. Like, if you want, and we all, and what do we think of Zach Wilson? There's one, like, he's had more of a career. That's the only difference. The only difference is, is DeVito's played four games and, and Zach Wilson's played three years. So there's more bad football. You've seen it worse. But, like, ultimately, the second half of that Jet game on Sunday, Zach Wilson played better football than DeVito did. That he played better football. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying nobody's running to the, wow, Zach Wilson is now the future. you got to forget about Aaron Rodgers next year. Like, slow. Charlie and Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Hey, T-Mac, what's going on, What's up, man? buddy? How are you? Hey, you're, you're, the, you're the rational voice I'm hearing. I mean, I, I love what I'm hearing from you because that's, that's what I've been enjoying the ride. I'm, you know I'm a Jet fan. But I'm watching the kid play. He's three and one. 
It's fun to watch. You gotta you gotta enjoy the ride. But I mean, they they got him going, winning the MVP already. He's, I he's, mean, my God, Dable's being he's asked. Dable's being asked questions about Tom Brady in his press conference. I mean, yeah. we, we need to slow it down. He's being asked questions about Tom Brady. Yeah, but, I mean, it, can we relax? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was it was a good win. It's a good great story. Win. Not, not it. a good a win, a great game. win. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a it's, great it's win. A great he played story. great, and yeah. it's a great story. It's a great story, very good story, and enjoy the ride. The kid is handling it right. I mean, it is kind of funny. The whole family. The agent all dressed up like Guido Sarducci with the outfit and enjoying it. And it's fun. It's fun. It's fun TV to watch. So I'm happy for the kid. Yeah. Oh, by the way. And we've had no Coach fun. I- so, yeah, good. Yeah. Coach Ayala said to say hello to you. He heard the skit that night about uh, the weight room incident. Uh, we had a good luck with that. Yes. So. That's, I don't know if he, re- did he remember it by any chance or no? Yeah, he remembered it. He, someone sent him the someone sent him the uh, tape of it, okay. and he was hysterical because he was coaching his lacrosse team last week. Yeah, and I was out doing his game. But uh, but like I said, it is a fun ride. I'm watching a kid. I mean, be honest with you, the third best quarterback on that giant team. That's the sad thing about it. Well, uh, but, no, I see. I, I disagree with that. I disagree. With, I, I don't know whether he's the second best, the third best. Who cares? Here's the point. Um, you do need and listen. He's playing himself into a role with the future of this team because a back we're seeing as we're about to watch this coming Sunday, as everyone's getting ready for their fantasy football playoffs, we are about to see, I believe, the most backup quarterbacks in the history of the NFL play in one week. I mean, you go through the rosters of I mean, every every team is playing a backup quarterback. It's unbelievable. Starters are going down at epic rates. You need a legit you need legitimate quarterbacks on your roster, not just one, multiple. Multiple. And if you can find one here that knows the offense, that the team kind of believes in, that you know can go out there and play, and you get him on the, the contract of an undrafted free agent, that's he's worth his weight in gold. Because a lot of teams are gonna have to go and pay, you know, play Minchu a lot of money. People are gonna have to go and pay Tyrod Taylor money. Like legitimate money because you need these backups. So if you can find one that you believe in and you know can go win football games and has shown it to you and proven it to you and knows the offense and you believe in them and the team believes in them and you can get them for the money you're paying DeVito, that's a slam dunk. That is such a success. It's an underrated part of this whole thing. It's a it's a major success for the Giants to find that. He doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer to be very valuable to the New York Giants. And again, I'm not declaring he can't be. Like I heard Evan today, and I heard different guy. Like the idea he can't be is ridiculous. Okay, fair. I'm not saying Devito can't be. I'm saying it's a couple of weeks, and really, it's one game for me. It's one game. That's all. Let's see some more. But I, I fully, I think he's played his way at least to have a a real good opportunity to be the backup on this team. That's without question. Could he be more than that? Let's play out. If he goes out and beats Philadelphia and has a great game and is the reason and drives the team down the field with a minute left and and puts it in the end zone to beat the Eagles, which we haven't done in forever, now we're having a different if they if they if they go into New Orleans and win and then take on the Eagles and win, now we're having a different conversation. This is the same thing with the tank. 
Right? This is the same thing. This is my same point. Circumstances change. I'm open to changing my mind. Like anyone who isn't is a fool. I'm open to changing my mind. If he takes the next two weeks on the road, goes into New Orleans and beats the Saints and plays an excellent game and then goes into Philadelphia on Christmas Day and beats the Eagles and is the main reason and plays great and, and I don't know, throws two, three touchdown passes, puts it in the end zone with, a, with 30 seconds left to win the game against the Eagles, now we're having a different conversation. I, I get that. I'm open to that. But let's get there. That's all. Because right now we're not there. We're not there. And it's not like the Giants don't have a quarterback. This isn't if this isn't if Daniel Jones got hurt last year and DeVito's doing this. They paid him. He's got the contract. There's no way Daniel Jones is not on the team next year. He's going to be on the team. And I'm also open to the idea that he might not be ready for week one or week two or, or you know, however long. And if DeVito steps in and wins the first three games of the year, it's going to be a very difficult conversation to go back to Daniel Jones. I'm open to that, too. But let's just get there. Jerry in Springfield, New Jersey. What's up, Jerry? Hey, how are you, Chris? Uh, you took a little bit of my thunder, but if I could bring up a couple points real quick. Yeah. One, one is, I think, the backup uh, quarterback in the NFL is going to be a bigger role in the future. And, and there's exactly. no doubt. There's no doubt. These, you know, these athletes are getting bigger and faster, and you're going to see, you know, this grow, and it's going to be, it's, it's, it already is. I think I saw a stat: half of the teams in the NFL lost their starters yep. this year. Right. It's, so, it's so unbelievable. You're right. Guys are getting stronger, faster. Quarterbacks are are getting more athletic and taking yeah. more chances, getting out of the pocket and running down the field. Like there is no doubt about it. We are going to we we are going to continue to see quarterback injuries. And the the, uh, the other two things is, one, as a Jet fan, when you see three quarterbacks that we went through the last couple of weeks be so bad, I think it helps this kid look even better. I mean, he made some great throws the other night. No doubt. But I think, I think when we are going through this, like, horrible offense that everybody in New York, even if you're not yeah. a Jet fan, is watching. Good point. Makes this kid look even better. It's a good point. We've than, seen nothing this year in particular because Daniel Jones was has been hurt and really didn't play well. The offensive line didn't help to give Daniel Jones a, 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 a little bit of a, a pass, but not really. He wasn't good. Uh, obviously, Tyrod Taylor had his moments but didn't do anything special, just didn't turn the ball over. And the Jets, forget about it, have had the worst, yeah. arguably the worst quarterback play in the league. So you're right. Between these two teams in New York, we have seen just atrocious quarterback play all year long. And to have someone finally step in and, you know, give a good offensive performance and then go win the game with a minute and a half left and go down the field, yeah, you're right. That probably has to play into it too. We're so starved for it. We don't – it's, you know, we we forget what it looks like. So when we see it, we're just like, oh, I can't – he's so he's so damn good. When, in fact, yeah. he's really not that – I mean, he's he's good, but he threw for 158 yards. And, and that's all he was asked to do, and that's all he had to do to win. And with the game on the line, he went down the field. So I'm not trying to say – only 158 yards. Come on, what are you kidding me? He threw. He got. His, he need. They needed all 158, and he. That's all he needed to do. But at the same time, let's not act like he was Peyton Manning back there slinging it around. Like, let's wait. He was very good. Good enough to win. Good enough to win, and had the game iced before the fumble. He didn't even need the last second field goal. They should have won the game prior to that if it wasn't for a kind of fluky fumble. 
from Saquon Barkley. But I just want to I, I want to enjoy it. I feel like, and th- I guess this is my main point, and I, I don't, I'm not sure I made this part of it clear in the open as much as I should have maybe. I want to enjoy this. I guess I did. I even mentioned myself as a fat kid in a parade. I would think that's pretty good. Um, I want to enjoy this, and I don't want having the conversation over and over and arguing about it on whether or not he can be the guy for the future. I get why we did it. I get why we do it. I even did it on some level following the game the other night. I understand the thought. But it hurts the enjoyment of what we're watching. On some level, I don't I don't want to have to defend him. And maybe it does if you're on the other side of this, if you're with Sean Marash who believes he saw, you know, divine intervention on the field last night. Oh, Monday night, excuse me. If you're on that side of it, it doesn't cheapen it for you. It's fun. It's fun to envision him being the next great giant quarterback. And and so this argument only furthers your enjoyment. But for for those of us who want to just put the brakes on it and aren't so sure about what we've seen because we heard the same thing about Daniel Jones. We heard the same thing about Daniel Jones, that he was a, a great signing. He's going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's better than Dak Prescott. He's he's right there with Hurts as the best quarterback in the division. He's he's unbelievable, super talented, got everything you need, strong arm, able to run. Wait, you just wait and see with this. He's going to throw 35 touchdown passes this year. All That's all the things that were said about Daniel Jones. And now, three games in, 158 yards, one touchdown performance that won them a game against the 6-7 and seven Green Bay Packers. Now, he's better than Daniel Jones, who was a superstar in September. So... I, I just want to keep I don't want to have that conversation because it ruins the fun. I want to enjoy the cutlets, man. I love a good chicken cutlet. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy this story. I want to I want to enjoy the idea of the next game being important. I don't want to focus on next season. I don't want to focus on the next 15 years. I want to focus on New Orleans because that's a game they can go in. And they should be able to run the football, too. They should have another same kind of performance. No turn, no sacks, no fumbles, 160, 170 yards, one touchdown pass. That's a winning formula for the New York Giants going into New Orleans. Let's Saquon Barkley run the ball a bunch against this defense. That's a winning formula. Against the Eagles, he's going to have to be better. But they can go into New Orleans. He can put on that same performance not make any mistakes, throw a touchdown pass or two, doesn't have to throw for a ton of yards, and go win that game, you know, 24-16. Go do it. Go do it. And then we'll talk about the Philadelphia game, and then we'll talk about after that, and we'll talk about the Ram game, and then we'll talk about facing the Eagles again, and then we'll talk about the playoffs, and then we can talk about what it means for the future. Mario in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? Hey, C-Mac. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good, good. Nice show. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, it's very interesting because I, I see similarities like in it with Jones and DeVito in certain ways. Okay. And I think it has to do with the coaching. And Tell me what you think about this. I've noticed that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty astute with, with football. Uh, so sure with, uh, with Daniel Jones, I noticed what they did is when Debo came in, they, they were, when he was dropping back to pass, he only threw 15 touchdown passes, even though he had a really good year. Right. And the reason for that was he was getting rid of the ball and under maybe two fives. Mm-hmm. But I think what they taught him to do is one, two, five, nobody's open, take off. Right. 
And I think what is, uh, DeVito's doing the same thing now yeah. at the beginning. If you well, watch, yeah, watch no, that game 100%. yesterday. One, two, he was not. Off. He was not messing around. Well, he he was he was particularly bad at it. Daniel Jones has his moments of holding on to the ball too long too. That was the number one thing you watched Devito in these first couple of games of him starting. His major problem was not getting rid of the football and taking bad sacks. So I'm exactly, sure that I'm sure I that think- was much. I'm, I don't know if it, it's necessarily a a, a a constant with Dable teaching. Um, but it certainly was for for I'm sure they went over it with him because you could tell I I completely agree with you he went through his progression two 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 three seconds at the most tuck it and run hundred percent. But if you notice the years um, before Daniel Jones had that good year last year yeah. he was doing the same thing a little bit he was getting sacked a lot fumbling and I'll well, tell you fumbling, one thing yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask your opinion on one thing and then I'll hang up and listen to your response. Take, by the way, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so this, this is this is what I see. Daniel Jones is a better athlete. He's bigger, faster, stronger. I don't think there's but, a doubt. But I, I believe Devito has more uh, instincts at the position. Yeah, you know, like when yeah. things break down, he's going to make a better play than Daniel Jones was. Thanks for taking my yeah, call. I mean, listen, it's it's again. I think it's probably probably premature to say that because I think Daniel Jones has had games uh, that were just as good instinctually as as DeVito had in that game last night, but he's put enough on tape where there are games where he's not good instinctually. So, I mean, that's, 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 see, that's the thing for me. Last night, DeVito, uh, Monday night, DeVito played great and he played instinctual football. I completely agree. And he tucked the ball and he ran instead of taking bad sacks. And he, that touchdown pass is perfect. That touchdown pass, the play is perfect. He goes, his, his first look was left. He reads the entire field he sees the pressure coming. He rolls out of the pocket to avoid the pressure and then throws an absolute dime in the corner of the end zone to Hodgins. It is a perfect quarterback play. Daniel Jones has made those plays. Daniel Jones has played a game as crisp and as clean and as instinctual as DeVito played Monday night. Look at the Minnesota Viking playoff game. He was the best player in the NFL that week, and that's a playoff week with nothing but playoff teams playing and him and Dak Prescott, but I even think he was better than Dak. It's close. But him and Dak Prescott were the two best players in that week. He put on a virtuoso performance against Minnesota. He was terrific in every way, instinctually, athletically, accurate-wise, arm-wise, everything. Daniel Jones was perfect in that game and won them the football game. Put them on their back and won a playoff game on the road. So do I think that DeVito is more instinctual? I don't know. I think you think it because you haven't seen him play enough to see him make bad instinctual plays. That's what I think. I think he doesn't have enough on tape for you to go, oh, man, look at this. You see, this is a problem. There's not enough on tape. It's a handful of games. That's what I think. I think if he played a full season, you would see more of the, you go, oh, his pocket presence, oh, this, oh, that. But it's been four games, and they've been pretty good. And they've played weak teams. The Washington, the Washington Commanders aren't good, and the Giants happen to have their number. The, the, the Patriots are awful. And as we started that conversation, I mean, instinctually, his pocket presence not so great. He took nine sacks. He's gotten sacked a ton. That, that's what made last night different, and that's part of it. He's shown progression. He's shown the ability to be coachable. He's shown the ability to you know, learn from his mistakes and change. That's important. It's important. 
especially you mentioned the Jets and what we've seen from that side, and, and it's all relative and why we're so pleased with this. Part of the reason it feels like Dan, it feels like Zach Wilson has been unable to really make progression and get better at certain things. It always seems to be the same problems. Within a few weeks, he turned that problem around from taking bad sacks. Now, let's see. Let's see what happens if they're down in a game. Let's see what happens if the offensive line's playing particularly bad, which we have seen Daniel Jones have to deal with. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying we haven't seen enough to suddenly say things like he's better instinctually than Daniel Jones. Because you can't tell me Daniel Jones never played a game that good. Of course he has. Of course he has. He hasn't played. He's played four full seasons of NFL football. I wonder what we would think, and maybe we'll find out, of what we would think of Dan, uh, of Tommy DeVito after he played four full seasons of football. I think there might be some games where you go, geez, that was awful. Because that's, that's the NFL and that's pro- probably what happens with undrafted free agents, especially behind this offensive line with the team that consistently loses. But I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Mike in Manhattan. What's up, Mike? Chris, what's up, bro? How you been? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. Let me tell you something. It was, it was great to see Juan Soto with the Yankee had today. The guy's a monster. Yeah. And they're, they're, the way he's going to get treated first class by the Yankees in New York, there's no way he's going to say no for the extension. Or come, how, how, do you, how do you say no? Yeah, Not I mean. coming back to New York. They're going to treat this guy first class. Whatever oh, no he does doubt. will be first class. Well, that's what, I'm just surprised that the opening press conference wasn't first class. i got to be honest with you. I'm all a little right. surprised that it was Zoom. He's uh, a monster. He looked oh. great. He looked great in the hat, no doubt about oh it. Oh, my God. One Soto went bench strikes. This is great. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Netflix, did you watch The Killer? I have not. No, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Is it good? It was great. Michael Fassbender, Yeah. I got to check that out. Thank and you. And you got to check out the new, um, the new one that's his beard. is also on Netflix. The one with Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts. Yeah, I just like... Ali. Yeah, it's uh, something... What is it called? Um, oh, I... I the, yeah. The, wor- the, the, the world is ending. The, the, yeah, something like that, yeah. It, it was a good movie. Let me say, even had a her age, Julia Roberts, she still looks great. She's a great performer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure she is. I have no, I have no, right. re- I have no reason to doubt that. The thing with the... And we'll get into it as we get through the show here. Um... I'm surprised Juan Soto didn't. They didn't fly him up to New York. If it had to wait until after Christmas, I thought that they would just make it wait till after Christmas, have that ceremony. You know, put have the owner put the jersey on him. I understand it's one year. I understand it's a trade, but I was surprised it was just a, a, a no nothing Zoom in the middle of the day. Like I, I was, I was. You know, obviously I go and sleep in the afternoon. I didn't even know about. It. I saw the clips. I didn't even. I didn't even watch it live. Like it's that. I was bummed out. That it was just some very nonchalant, but I'll tell you why. Maybe that's a good thing, and maybe it indicates the Yankee thought process. And we'll get into that. And Yamamoto and Yamamoto's thought process, and how the Yankees feel like maybe they ain't finished, and they don't want to go celebrate things when they still have more to do. Eight seven seven three three seven. 6666. I think we'd squeeze in Aaron and Long Branch. What's up, Aaron? Yeah, I just feel like the Packers are just not such a good team. They got lucky against the Chiefs, and everybody's praising the Giants. Like, we didn't see enough on the Packers to know that they're that good of a team. 
Um, I listen. They obviously the pass interference at the end of the the Chief game that could have cost them the game. They ended up winning, but yes, so they got a little lucky there. But the one thing I'll say is, and I know now that they lost to Chicago this week, they went in and, and the Lions have played excellent football in their building, and they went in there and absolutely dismantled them on Thanksgiving Day. Just just took them apart. Uh, and Love over the last few weeks has played excellent football, excellent football. And I think that's part of it. He came in, and the defense did a great job, don't get me wrong, but he looked awful. The interception is just, I mean, that's that's not even defense. Anyway, that, that was a punt return, um, catching that interception. It was awful. The ball came out of his hand terribly. So I agree. I don't think the Packers are that good. They're 6-7 and seven now. I mean, I don't think they're anything special, but still, yeah, it, was well, a team, crazy, it was a team trending. Huh? Well, I don't think people are going, uh, they're going more crazy about just DeVito in general, necessarily. But I think it was Listen, they were. They were. I, I don't know if it. I think they went off at the game. It's. I think it went off at six, but it was six and a half for most of the week. They're practically a touchdown underdogs at home, so the Packers are a decent football team, and were trending in the right direction, and played two of the best, two of their best games, if not their two best games, the two weeks prior. They tore apart the two games prior. They tore apart the Lions, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know the Chiefs aren't quite the Chiefs this year, but still. They beat Patrick Mahomes. And they were coming in to play Tommy DeVito. I think most people thought, I sure did, first to admit it. I thought the Packers were going to cream him. I didn't like the Giants' chances at all in this game. I was I was shocked. I felt, but here's the one thing I'll say, not that it matters, who cares what I think or whether I was right or wrong. I think you could tell two minutes into the game that wasn't going to be the case. I knew I was wrong the first two drives of the game because I thought Love looked awful. And it was windy and he just, it looked like he, for a quarterback who has to play in Green Bay with that weather, I don't know how windy it gets there, but it obviously gets brick cold. Um, And there's, you know, snow typically and stuff. So he's, he's playing in a rough place where it looks like the elements really got to him at MetLife. But I th- you could tell early on this game was not going to go that way. Could they lose? I didn't, I didn't necessarily think the Giants were going to absolutely win the football game a minute in. But I had a I had a very good feeling they were going to cover a minute in, or at least it was going to be a very good football game and a, or a tightly contested one because Love looked like he couldn't throw the football, and the defense is going to be opportunistic against guys who throw ducks up in the air. So, yeah, I understand your point. I'm not I'm not uh, telling you the Giants are world beaters because they beat Green Bay. I agree. They have they have they have uh, a tougher. I don't know if it's a tougher opponent. It's on the road. That's the only thing. And it's in a place where the Giants haven't won traditionally. But if they go in and beat New Orleans, you feel a little bit better. But then going into Philly on Christmas Day, said, and this is what I wanted. Like, this is why I'm mad at the whole conversation. Because if they win this game, if the Giants win this game against New Orleans, and they are 6-8 and eight, and right in the thick of things, Amazingly enough, in the NFC picture for the seventh seed, that game against Philadelphia on Christmas Day means everything. We are going to be pumped all week for that game. I'm sure many Giant fans and people who call the station will talk about how they're going to get killed and it's ridiculous. They're going to lose by four touchdowns, and that's typically what's happened when they play Philadelphia. But it's going to matter, and we're going to care. And I'm going to be hyped for it. And Christmas Day, was the game at 4.30? Christmas Day, I'm going to go through all the presents with the kids. 
We're going to get through our morning. I'm going to drink my coffee, watch my kids open presents. Then we're going to have a nice little breakfast with my with my mother and my sister. Then I'm going to go for dinner at my my in-laws house and it all throughout all that I'm going to have Giants Eagles on the brain. I thought that game was done. I thought I was not going to care about it at all. I thought I would get through Christmas and not even really, I mean, for what I do, I'd have to watch the game, but ultimately not even care. Like, oh, what time is dinner? Five o'clock? Whatever. Right in the middle of the game? Who cares? Now I'm going to be eating on the couch and trying to figure out a way to watch this game every second of it. I would have I would have casually kept an eye on it while eating dinner on Christmas Day. Not anymore. Not if they win this Saints game. Now that Now that's life or death. Now it's on my thought process the entire night before. It's on my thought. The, it's on my brain the entire time while my kids are opening presents. It's that game is life, and that's what we want. These seasons are so precious, and we've had so many of these dead seasons at the end of the year. I want the juice. I want, and now the Jersey juice. I want it. I want it desperately, and I want to focus on that instead of focusing on whether or not the Giants have found their new Brock Purdy. Tom Brady. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know that right now. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. One hour down, four more to go on our midnight ride. We'll get into the baseball. We'll get into Otani. We'll get into Juan Soto and a couple of comments that seem to make everybody think that he is not going to be a Yankee. And I'll tell you why I don't mind the comments at all. As well as the idea of Yamamoto going to be a Dodger, not so quick. Everything's coming up Yankees. Haven't you realized that by now? Haven't you realized this is the summer of George, or should I say the summer of Hal?